Hello, and welcome back to the lab. This week I'm going to take inspiration from Sam's last podcast on the ankle and discuss the osteology distal to this by talking about the bones of the foot. We consider the human hand as being one of the pinnacles of primate evolution, but the human foot is equally as impressive. Whilst we find it harder to pick things up with our toes than our primate cousins, our ability to walk and run bipedally is courtesy, albeit in part, to our feet. And when I say run, I mean run. Distances. Marathons. A feat unmatched by any other animal on the planet. Excuse the pun. So in this podcast, we reduce this biomechanical marvel to its bare bones to form a nice, gentle introduction to the human foot. Now, if you have a model of the foot or a particularly good image, go grab that now and follow along as I explore the anatomy of the human foot. So the foot has 26 bones, 30 joints, and over 100 muscles, tendons, or ligaments comprising its structure. And its function is, of course, locomotion of movement. As the distalmost part of the lower limb, your whole weight passes through your foot. And when you run, the force passing through the foot can be multiplied by over three times that of your body weight. Doing the math then, that equates to a 14 stone or 196 pound individual having the equivalent of over 40 stones or 560 pounds of weight passing through the little bones that make up our feet every time we run. That enormous weight is distributed between all the little bones and all the joints we're about to discuss. The foot can be divided into three parts, a hindfoot, a midfoot and a forefoot. The hindfoot and midfoot are made up of tarsal bones, and the forefoot is made up of metatarsal bones and the bones of your toes that we call phalanges. These are not to be confused with the carpal or metacarpal bones we find in the hands. Tarsal spelt with a T, foot also spelt with a T. Now let's add some detail to these, starting proximal and finishing distally at the toes. The hindfoot is made up of two tarsal bones, the talus and the calcaneus. As Sam mentioned last week, the talus articulates with the bones of the leg to form the ankle joint, and as such it is most proximal of all the bones in your foot. It then articulates with the calcaneus which is found just inferior to it, and the calcaneus is the bone that forms your heel. The calcaneus is also the largest bone in your foot, and is the bone that initially strikes the floor in a normal gait or during normal walking. Onto the midfoot then. Your midfoot is comprised of five small tarsal bones. The first of these is called the navicular bone, which is so called because it is shaped like a little ship. You can palpate your navicular bone on the medial surface of your foot. Take a look. It's the lumpy bit inferior and anterior to the medial malleolus of your ankle. Now this bone forms an articulation with the talus and the calcaneus of the hindfoot and the other tarsal bones of the midfoot in front of it. By doing so, it joins the mid and hind foot in what is a beautifully complex ball socket joint. But such complexity is probably out of the remit of an introductory five-minute discussion that we're having today. Anterior or distal to the navicular bone then is three cuneiform or wedge-shaped bones. A medial, an intermediate and a lateral cuneiform bone, the name of which is pretty self-explanatory. Articulating lateral with the lateral cuneiform, we find the final bone of the midfoot, a cube-shaped bone we call the cuboid. Now this last row of bones we described forms the end of the midfoot, and these articulate with the first row of bones of the forefoot. Onto the forefoot then. The bones in the forefoot are organised into rows, with the first row of bones termed the metatarsals, and these are numbered 1 to 5. 
Number one being the most medial, and this articulates with the medial cuneiform posteriorly and the bones of the big toe or hallux anteriorly. This number system extends to the fifth metatarsal, which is the most lateral in that row, and this articulates anterior with the bones that form the little toe. Now this fifth metatarsal has a particular vulnerability found at its proximally located base, as this is a very common fracture site. It is particularly prone to damage during inversion ankle injuries or if someone stamps on your foot. A fractured fifth metatarsal has stopped many a footballer from reaching the World Cup, so if it's your job to look out for these sorts of things, always look at that fifth metatarsal. Finally, we reach the most distal aspect of the foot, termed the phalanges, plural, with a single toe being called a phalanx. This term comes from the ancient Greek for a meticulously organised row of soldiers, such as those seen in the armies of Alexander the Great of Macedon. Such imagery shines a new light on the digits of the foot, a row of soldiers staring back up at you when you look down. Again, organised into rows then, you have three phalanges in each toe, a proximal, a middle and a distal phalanx. The exception is the great toe, which only has two phalanges, a proximal and a distal phalanx. Now let's finish with a nod to the joints of the foot, which is where the real magic happens here. Each bone of the foot articulates with the bones next to it in a complex manner. And it is this articulation that allows the foot to be so resilient to injury during running. Each joint is given a rather lengthy name, but thankfully it is accompanied by an abbreviated version. Between the tarsal bones of the midfoot and the metatarsal bones, we encounter the tarsometatarsal joints, or TMTs for short. Between each metatarsal and phalanx, we encounter the metatarsophalangeal joint, or MTPs. Each MTP is numbered corresponding to the number given to the metatarsal involved, with the first metatarsophalangeal joint, which involves the big toe, being commonly affected during gout. Finally, the joints between the phalanges of your toes are given a rather lengthy but sensible name the proximal interphalangeal joint, or PIP, and the distal interphalangeal joint, or DIP. These donate then the articulation between the middle phalanx with its distal or proximal named counterpart. And that is the 26 bones and 30 joints of the foot, a mnemonic many of my students use to remember the bones of the hind and midfoot in order from proximal to distal is tiger cubs need milk, with milk spelt quite frustratingly with a C. Tiger is tailless, cubs is calcaneus, needs is navicular, then MILC is the medial, intermediate and lateral cuneiforms, with the C of milk being the cuboid. I've also written this out in the blue for the podcast for ease of reading, so take a look at that if you want to go through that again. Thanks a lot for listening. My name is Chris Summers, and I will see you next week on Dissectable Me.